If you're the kind of dad who sets up a bunch of useless Zoom meetings just so you don't have to change your diaper, then this is the podcast for you. we know you haven't lived until you've changed a diaper and we are bad to the dad with coach randy and adam d we are the fastest growing dad theme podcast in all of humanity we're also the podcast that celebrates suburban dad life and dads in any possible habitat across the globe thank you listeners thank you dads for joining us for our third episode of season five the name on my birth certificate is adam d and now it's my great pleasure to introduce to you my partner in crime, the man who in America goes the extra mile for his kids, but when he's in Canada, he goes the extra kilometer. Hi, Coach Randy. Hello, Adam D. And I, you know, there's no proof that we are the fastest growing podcast, but I think what happens, what I've learned in the past year, if you just keep saying it, then it's true. I believe it. And nobody has sued us yet. And nobody nobody's has come disputed. back to us saying, now, wait a minute. Yep. We have another dad theme podcast that probably has thousands more listeners than, than us because they've been right. around much longer and maybe they do what they do better. I don't know. Maybe they're different, but I don't think we care. And, and that's no. the beauty of the show. We're just throwing caution to the wind. In and fact, in fact. Absolutely. And there is, you know, if you, if you say it enough, the myth becomes the reality. And so because of that, we are the fastest growing podcast of dads throughout throughout the world, in particular, France, Luxembourg, two of the larger places. And uh, once again, you step up and you come up with another great guest with some ties to our number one audience in France. Nico Sherry is our guest today. He is the co-founder and CEO of a company called Nolio Care, which is a sustainable, uh, skin-friendly diaper product, a a bottom cleaning product, if you will, for kids. So I'm sure all of the newly minted dads are going to appreciate that. And what we really appreciate about Nico is that yeah, he's from France, spent time in Chicago, said, screw this weather, moved to San Diego so he could have summer 24-7, 365. And he is managing this business essentially across six working time zones. He is in California. Manufacturing is happening in Paris. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some activity going on in between. So not easy. And yet he manages to still have a very happy family life. And I think there's a lot of lessons in those stories as well as the entrepreneurship story. So that's Nico Sherry. And he's coming up in just a bit here on Bad to the Dad. And yeah, coach. Well, you know, I'm thinking, you know, who is very much into our time zone in terms of mm-hmm. entrepreneurship and doing things and maintaining a uh, as you like to call it, the work-life integration. Mm. Might that be? Well, not just in our own time zone, but she is in the zone when it comes to graphic design, marketing, web design, and business plans. That's Becky Berman of Berman Branding, bermanbranding.com. And we know that uh, Becky's done some amazing work for Coach Randy. Oh, she has. And I have uh, just taken the next step in my business development. We have a marketing plan and everybody knows that Uh, At least our listeners know that your role, we have a very nice division of labor. You get guests and you do the marketing Uh, and you have become uh, an expert grammar at Insta, right? You have done 
great things on Instagram and I've marveled at your skill set and what you've done. I have just been overwhelmed by social media and doing that work. And so I have now hired Becky as my marketing PR department to do all my social media. And you know what she said? I'm on it. So now on it, on I'm it, on doing, it. Doing a great job. It's a whole turnkey solution. So and it is just, and she says, you stick to do what you do best. Mm-hmm. I'll do what I do best. And frankly, that's a big shout out to Becky Berman because I have sat there literally paralyzed on how to go about doing this social media. I don't know this hashtag. I just, so if you're looking for, for some kind of graphic design, it's not just graphic design, not just website development, it is full marketing services at BermanBranding.com. Yeah, when there's not enough hours in the day, go to Becky Berman, Berman Branding. She designed the Bone Daddy logo. And coach, I got to send you some of these t-shirt designs, some of these prototypes. Yeah, let's play some ball. Let's play put some, some ball. Put some Bone Daddy on some t-shirts and uh, have people walking around with the Bone Daddy styling. It's going to be a lot of fun for your summer wardrobe. Going to be amazing. Listen, I, and I think it's time we start developing some passive revenue. I mean, we have had some individuals sponsored. It's time for us to take this to the next level. We've talked about it. We need passive revenue because if we stopped our podcast, imagine how many dads would be disappointed out there listening to us. They would have a, a vacuum in their life, a black hole that would no longer be filled in terms of daddom. Well, we don't want to break hearts. We want to fill hearts. And we're That's going to it. do that with Bone Daddy and our, our podcast here. And, and speaking of filling hearts, I don't know if you saw the challenge posted to us on yeah. social media, Coach. Yeah, what is all that? I, I, I mean, I'm getting some kind of, I got something about cereal. I mean, what are you yes. doing to us, Adam D? What are you doing to us? You're saying, what, what have I gotten you into? What have you gotten us into? And I'm counting on you. I'm counting. So you remember Jared Root from season four? I do remember Jared Root. And what I'll do is I will edit and splice in what he says in terms of the challenge at this moment in our podcast. So people get a chance to listen to what the challenge is. Okay. So you remember from season four, he was talking about his wonderful son, Zachary, yeah. who is suffering from a very rare degenerative condition called Usher 1F syndrome. Correct. And it causes blindness very slowly in children where ultimately once you become an adult, you will be fully blind. So he's losing it little by little. And just randomly the root family posted this cereal challenge on their social media accounts because Zachary loves cereal and Zachary we're kindred spirits because that's my favorite food. And if I was ever deserted on an Island and I could only have one food, it would be cereal breakfast, lunch, dinner, and in between snacks. So now is it a specific type of cereal? Is it a particular brand? So interesting. You ask, I think he loves fruit loops, but the Kellogg's company uh, really picked up on this and rice crispy. So go to the rice Krispies Instagram account. Because for every video uploaded to the Rice Krispies Instagram account, mm-hmm. Kellogg's will donate $100 to Usher 1F Syndrome Research. So does it have to be Rice Krispies or nope. can it be a Kellogg's product? It can be any cereal. It can be any cereal at all. Any cereal uh, whatsoever. So. I'm sure Kellogg's would love it if it was a Kellogg's cereal. If it was, uh, what's in Kellogg's repertoire? You got Raisin Bran. Okay. You got the Fruit Loops. Okay. You have Rice Krispies. You have uh, Cocoa Krispies. Okay, that's all stuff that we have. Frosted flakes is Kellogg's. All right, that's all good. That's all. Because right now, you know, in my life, it's all about fiber. Well, I'm sure that you'll find at least a couple of grains. Raisin Bran has here. Raisin Bran has fiber. Oh, does it have fiber? It has a lot of sugar. Does it have fiber? But it does have fiber. You're going to need Nico Sherry's product after you have a few bowls of that that Raisin Bran. <laughs> but it's amazing. They've got a lot of coverage. The challenge has gone viral uh, locally. ABC News, which is our Channel 7 
has covered it. Uh, News 12 New Jersey, which again, locally is, is pretty big time. So gotten a lot of likes, a lot of responses to the challenge. And I haven't had my breakfast yet, coach. So after this broadcast, after this recording, I'm going to go downstairs, have me some breakfast, record the 1F cereal. Ch- so you're probably wondering, what is the challenge? You have to blindfold yourself okay. as you're preparing a bowl of cereal. That's something we didn't mention. All right. So very important. Uh, that you blindfold yourself and not just make a bowl of cereal. Okay. The challenge is navigating the fridge and your cupboard and the pouring in the bowl and then eating it. And hopefully you make a bowl of cereal that tastes like cereal. So if I hear you correctly, uh, you decide to do the challenge, you blindfold yourself from the very beginning. Yeah, I think you can introduce yourself and then blind yourself. So it's not like you go and you pour the bowl, you sit down and blind yourself, then eat it. The idea is to put yourself in someone who's, who's blind Mm-hmm. and live the full experience of what you have to do in terms of trying to find the cereal box, sitting down, going over, getting your bowl and putting it in. You've heard of um, the empathetic experiential experience, right? Correct, correct. Right, putting correct. yourself in, in somebody's shoes. So just for a moment or two, this does that. Fantastic. I'm all over it. I think I'll start this week. Okay, I'm going to start today. But then I, what I'll do is I will call you out to ensure that you do it eventually. And then you'll give me some kind of uh, online hashtag post we're supposed to send it, right? That's right. So find the Rice Krispies Instagram and post your video to that that Instagram account. That's where I need my daughter to help me figure that one out because uh, I'm still a newbie, but I will figure that out and I will do that challenge. I accept the challenge. Well, thank goodness, because this could have been really embarrassing if it was just me. (laughs) So, Coach, that's what I'm doing today. How are you doing? Doing all right. Uh, uh, amazing week. My oldest turned 26. Oh, wow. That's that's a milestone. Can you believe that? I don't I know why. Been... I mean, she's already old enough to rent her own car. So <laughs> She's more than, yes. So she's 26, Jessica. Shout out for her birthday. I cannot believe she. And no one, like, when someone hears, like, I have a daughter who's 26, it shows my age. You know, and I'm just around Michaela and Brianna. Uh, I can be much younger. Don't worry about that. Worry about the fact that you've got healthy kids and oh yeah, 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 growing no. up, and they're all they're contributing to society. Yeah, no, and uh, so it was a great birthday for her. Uh, my son's doing well. He's in the process of taking the license exam for mortgage financing. So we're wishing him luck. Uh, but I do a, a quick funny story uh, with my daughters. As you know, um, being home for many has been very challenging, uh, and it's not not challenging for us, but. Our sanity are our girls. You know, Michaela, you know, Brianna. And we have this time where we have dinner now every night. And they they laugh and they giggle. So we have now have a custom to watch Saturday Night Live. Mm. That is our Saturday night routine. And usually we watch a movie, we come up, we watch Saturday Night Live together. I'm not sure if you had a chance to uh, catch last night's Saturday Night Live. I didn't see last night's. Who was the guest? All right, Nick Jonas. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so Jersey boy, the right demographic. Yep, and uh, very exciting. And he was he was the host and the musical guest. And so there's it's it's funny uh, because they there's a an episode there's a, you know one of their their sticks is they have this the scene where all these guys are getting together for a bachelor party, <laughs> and. You know, they use interesting language and you kind of imagine, okay, there's a, there's a bachelor party. And so in come these two girls delivering, quote unquote, a pizza dressed in a certain kind of attire that one would look at and go, okay, 
we're going to have something going on. And then what happens is they break into song. Uh, and the song is about getting boners. Okay. That I'm going to, I'm going to get a boner sitting next to my friend. I see. That's not a topping you'd expect on a pizza. So I, yeah, <laughs> so using my imagination I, here. So we're sitting here in this song and they're talking about getting a boner and they keep saying it over and over again, how they're going to get a boner with their friends because uh, of it. And it's Adam D. It's one of the funniest things. Um, and I'm there with my daughters, you know, 15 and 12 and my wife, and I'm kind of just kind of going, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And as we're watching it, the girls are laughing so hard because a it's funny because they realize you're watching it with their parents. Uh huh. <laughs> Wasn't an awkward moment for them. They just they just don't. They, they just they just lived. We've come to a place in our family where we have these open conversations, and it was one of the funniest things. And I and it reminded me of just how far we've come in COVID and quarantine. That 2020 is going to be remembered as a bad year for the country. But I think for the Nathans, it's going to be one of the most memorable years because of who we've become as a family and parents and just how close we are and how much we value each other's company and sense of humor. So I just wanted to kind of take a moment in our podcast today to, yeah. to shout out my girls, my wife, to sit there that I can have a, I can have, <laughs> sit and watch an episode of Saturday Night Live talking about boners and somehow get through it. That is awesome. And I, I hope that whether it's you or, or somebody working on their, their thesis, somebody writes a book about humor in the time of Corona. Yeah, We know about love in the time of cholera, but comedy in the time of Corona. Yes. There's been so much from so many people who aren't necessarily comedians that has that have made us laugh. So what I, I would I'd recommend, I'm sure it's posted somewhere on YouTube or something. I bet you Ada would get a kick out of it. Oh, yeah. And I bet you Perry would, too. Well, so after the serial chance. challenge, we're gonna we're gonna watch this uh, boner clip from Saturday Night Live. Life is all about boners. Yeah. Well, listen, he, he's at the age. Yes. Puberty is not just knocking, <laughs> but it's kicking its foot through the door. So. So that was uh, the highlight. It really is. And of course, softball yesterday with my girls and pitching, they're coming along great. How about you? How was your week? My week is is good. You know, it's all about the vaccines again. Uh, very meaningful work getting these these sites set up, and we set up two new vaccine centers. So. Um, just a funny story about me, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, my kids in just a bit. So it, the weather was warming up in North Jersey, but in the beginning of the week, it was kind of cold. So I actually, I think we had some snow on Monday, if I'm not mistaken, or at least my car was packed in snow. So I'm, I'm cleaning it off and I'm ready to get into my car. I get in my car and I close the door. It's not closing. Not Uh-oh. closing. So I give it another slam, not closing. And I'm thinking maybe a part of my jacket is stuck in the door. You know, sometimes the seatbelt yes. swings outside. Been there before. Door. Wasn't the case. Door just won't close. I'm like, now I'm starting to feel like Christian Bale in Ford versus Ferrari. I was just thinking about that scene. Mars, I was right? just thinking the that scene. door doesn't close. The That's how I'm starting to feel. Yes. So finally I got it to close, but then it locks. So now I can't open the door. I couldn't close it. Now I can't open the door. So I'm stuck Window? inside my own car. Out the window. So here's the deal. You know, before I go down to these vaccination centers, because it's about an hour's drive, I like to go to uh, Dunkin' Donuts Mm -hmm. and get myself a nice coffee. So I said, all right, I'll find a way out of this car. At least the car runs. So I get to the local D&D and, you know, just because it's automatic, I'm pulling on the door trying to get out. Oh, yeah, it doesn't doesn't work. 
So now I'm climbing over the the passenger side. Con- I'm climbing into the passenger side over that transmission with that stick sticking up in. in and you got to be careful because it might hit you in a place. Gotta, yes, you got to give uh, you got to give yourself an extra stretch to get over that. So yeah. now I'm getting out of the car through the passenger side. So I went from Christian Bale in Ford versus Ferrari to a Mr. Bean sketch <laughs> where I'm trying to creatively get in and out of my car. And then of course right. I get my coffee. Yes. I've got the coffee in one hand. I've got to get in through the passenger door. Long story short, I guess the door thaws itself out. Eventually I'm able to open the door once I get to the vaccination center. And I'm like, phew, I don't have to make an appointment at Nissan to get this thing fixed. Life but, challenges, life challenges. You went uh, through it. Resiliency. Well, you have to ask yourself, what is funny about this situation? This is everything, a pain in the ass that I have to get this fixed. What is funny about this situation? I'm sorry. I'm funny. Here. Everything is funny about that situation because I know Adam D. But you would probably laugh at the situation because you're that kind of person. That's what I was thinking on my way down to the vaccination center. I'm like, this is this is material. This, this is, is material. And then speaking of driving, that same car was driven by my uh, my daughter, Perry. You know, she just got the written test yep. uh, approval uh, in driver's ed. So we're doing more driving. And she's probably done more driving than people who are legally allowed to drive with their <laughs> permit. She probably has about 27 hours of driving through good for you. You're a good private, dad. private property, corporate parking lots. And yesterday I said, we're going to drive in the fog and the snow. And I gave her essentially the demolition derby course. Good for you. Over ice and rain, and we practiced stopping well enough in advance of when you'd need to stop if it were a drier day. So she handled that perfectly, but I'm not going to lie to you. When she was getting those those <laughs> bumpy ice patches, it was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> the, the, the oh, shit bar? <laughs> yeah, well, I said, look, the worst thing that happens is if you skid out, you're just going to land in another pile of snow. Yeah. So no damage done. The par- parking lot is big enough. Good for you. You're so, a good dad. You're a good dad. That's what we were doing. So again, we got a great show coming up. Nico Sherry is our guest from Nolio Care. Stick around. That's coming up on Bad to the Dad. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Remember, if you want to find us on social media, very easy to do. Our handle for most social media platforms is at Bad to the Dad. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn now for uh, the better part of the year. We've been on LinkedIn. It's been a a great resource for us. We also have a website that's badtothedad.com. And if you want to reach out to us, because we are an interactive dad-themed podcast, you can. Our email is contactus at badtothedad.com. That's contact us at badtothedad.com. If you have a a show idea, a guest idea, questions for our guests, contact us at badtothedad.com is the way to go. Coaches, you know, we pride ourselves on finding wonderful and intriguing guests, and this week is no different. We have Nico Sherry, who is the co-founder and CEO of Nolio or Nolio Care. It is a, what is described as a three-in-one diaper care product on their social media accounts on on their Instagram. We're looking forward to learning a little bit more about Nolio and a little bit more about our guest, Nico. Nico, thanks so much for being on Bad to the Dad. Welcome aboard. Thank you so much, Randy and Adam, for for having me today. It's a a pleasure to be here. 
Absolutely. So as our listeners can probably detect by your accent, you're clearly a native San Diegoan. <laughs> exactly. We're saying that in jest, yeah. Uh, uh, so Nico, from South Africa, but <laughs> have you gotten a lot of that South Africa? I have uh, South Africa or German. Yeah, <laughs> well, French. I'll tell you this because you know most most uh, Americans are ignorant to international travel. And I say <laughs> that with gobs gobs of love, right? Gobs. But of truth love. be told, yeah, um, they their ear for discerning accents isn't that strong. <laughs> but here, let let's educate our friends, our listeners. Um, Nico is from France. Nico is from France, and as we've said throughout the seasons, we have a growing listenership in France, and we know that you know through former colleagues of mine. There's, there's listeners. You know, I want to thank the two Stefans, and I want to thank Eric, and of course, Sandrine, um, Philippe, the two Philippes. I got the two Stefans and the two Philippes. Wow. Sh- personal shout outs to our entire crowd out in well, France. I know our, they're listening. So I our largest population of bad to the dad listeners. They are the baddest <laughs> of dads. <laughs> so so awesome. we know Nico about former coworkers, but I don't, do, you, do you know something about uh, the, the, the culture in France as to why they would hop on to a, a dad theme podcast that's generated in America? No, that's a, that's a mystery to me as well. Uh, but I think the, you know, the, the dad in France are just very involved, uh, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, what, what's happening in the family as well. So I think maybe, you know, that, and, and I don't know, I feel like a lot of people like in France used to, to hang out when they were playing sports in school. And I think uh, unlike the U.S., when, when people in the U.S. still work out and still, you know, uh, meet friends through sports, uh, even when they get to work, uh, when they start working in France, it kind of goes away somehow where, uh, mm-hmm. pe- you know, people were used to playing clubs um, and, you know, they, they stopped doing that because they work from nine to seven since, the, since you know, in France, we have the notorious two hour lunch break. So I think I think that prevents a lot of people from going back to play sports, and uh, that's probably a way for them to to be able to connect with other dads as well. Right. Is so that? Yeah. Well, I was I was thinking. First of all, I'm just going to say very little today. I know Adam D, you're thinking that's not possible. That at Coach Randy is going to be quiet. I can listen to yeah. your accent like forever. Like <laughs> if you see me dozing off, it's because it's such a soothing, calming accent. Uh, I love the French accent. It's you make me, it makes you sound so much smarter than anybody uh, in this podcast <laughs> well, right most now. Most people from other countries sound smarter than us. So. <laughs> well, that, that's good to hear because for the longest time I was trying to hide it. Uh, but clearly <laughs> after being here since 2008, it has not worked out. So. <laughs> uh, own it. Own it. Own it. Keep it going. You, know, you, talk, you were talking about, you know, how dads, I guess, in France, uh, is that how you got involved with your product? You know, Tell more people about this product that you have. It's very interesting. Well, no, it's actually, I think, I think the funny story is the fact that from the from my youngest age, uh, I can remember. And if you ask my mom, she'll tell you the same thing. I used to say, I will never change a diaper a day in my life, and it was nothing. To, it had nothing to do with you know the stereotype of what dad and mom should do at home. It was really the fact that I was not. Uh, interested in putting my hands into poop and and pee <laughs> and and that was really like in my mind like it was never going to happen and and now I have a diaper change business so it's uh <laughs> you know the irony uh and, and life has always a way to show you that you're not going to do what you want to do in life <laughs> for the so, most part. so Nico tell us a little bit about the product specifically and why this might be different than other diaper care or baby skincare products yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I was a chemical engineer by training um, before I went into, uh, you know, into investment. And, and the reality is that when I was expecting my first daughter back in 2016, 
I came across a documentary, uh, which at the time was called The Human Experiment, which talked about the correlation between chemicals uh, and, our, and the increase in chronic illnesses and, and cancers. And so for me, like it kind of hit home, especially at that time of my life where I was about to, to become a dad. Um, and obviously, you know, as, as all dads and, and moms can, uh, you know, uh, can, can, can attest, like your, your level of, um, you know, of awareness to what you're putting on your kids and, and, and what you want to do with your kids to keep them safe is, you know, uh, heightened from, from what you used to, you know, to do for yourself. Uh, and so I actually started looking into those those chemicals, and I decided that I was gonna that that it wasn't good enough for our, for our family, and we needed to reduce that chemical exposure at all costs. And so, uh, funny enough, since I was changing diapers at the time, I started to look into products that I could either create or or find that that would work. And um, and by accident, my cousin actually told me about a product in France actually called uh, Liniment, um, and and that product. You know, only uses a few ingredients and effectively replaces, you know, wipes, lotion, and diaper ash cream. Um, so after looking into this, I decided that we were going to make our own uh, version of that product uh, here in the U.S. And, uh, and you know, and offer that to parents across the U.S. Um, but uh, you know, after like working on formulation myself, we ended up deciding to do the manufacturing in France. Actually, uh, so France, as much as I've been away from France since 2008, and I never thought I would work in France. Now I'm actually making and 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 uh, shipping products from France, uh, which which actually happened to be like a you know a great thing to be honest, because um, it kind of mixes everything from my background, like my chemical engineering background, my background in France, and my life here in the U.S. Um, so and I'm and I'm happy to be able to now bring that to to U.S. parents, but. That's really what it is. It, it's effectively, effectively a cream that you put on a cotton pad or a cloth wipe, whatever you want to, whatever, whatever you want to use, even toilet paper, to be honest. And you wipe the diaper area of your kid uh, the same way you do with regular wipes, and it actually clean and then leave the, but it leaves the skin moisturized and protected, so that you actually prevent diaper rash as opposed to having to deal with diaper rash as a parent. Genius. <laughs> so it's funny like I you know sometimes a lot of people ask you you know oh I was the same person actually like when you when you I always wanted to start a company and you always expect that to start a company you have to you know you have to create something entirely new that no one has ever heard about but the reality is that oftentimes you're not talking about you're talking about improvement or innovation on something that has already been done somewhere great art great artists borrow Right. Yeah, exactly. Does Picasso I mean, say something like that? Yeah, I agree. Well, that was the genius behind Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs right. took a product and made it better. Yeah, he basically yeah, exactly. stole I mean, Xerox's um, interface, right? The uh, object-oriented interface and, and imported to what is now Apple. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, incremental incremental improvement over time, you know, actually result in, in great innovation, right? Um and so for, for the diaper change, I think it's no different. And the only thing that we did, you know, versus what France is doing is that we actually, because it is a pretty big market now in France. So you've got all these junk ingredients as well, even in this product in France. And so what we did was like, we didn't compromise on what our ethos was, was, you know, we only use ingredients that are absolutely necessary for the product. We actually don't use any preservative system because we think it's actually either both bad for your skin, but also typically bad for your long-term health, even though it's great from a shelf life perspective. Uh, and then we also decided to change the, the type of oil that was being used. In France, it's mostly like olive oil, and we decided to use sunflower oil 
because mm -hmm. from our research, we found that olive oil actually in, in greater content and concentration is actually bad for the infant skin, whereas sunflower oil promotes protection of the skin. So it's like, that's, you know, so it's small changes, but that means that, you know, that, that make a big difference. You know, so Adam, go, how, go ahead. Real quickly. I was just thinking about- and I are both so fascinated by this product. We probably have the, a lot of the same questions. So we're, we're jumping all no, over. No, I don't know. Because I, I was thinking to myself, which oil would be better? And I was going to my mind, is it olive oil? Is it sunflower oil? Or is it peanut oil? And Nico here tells us what we needed to know. I was thinking all along, who would think that oil would be such a- important ingredient and in having to deal with poop. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and it's funny because you came out of our, like it's an actual research report that was done because they wanted to understand like is the concept of, you know, every, if you talk to people, like everyone think olive oil is great for everything, right? And I was probably one of, that, one of these people as well. Uh, and that research paper was actually to determine if the benefits were actually there and when comparing those two oils, like which one actually benefits more the skin? Uh, because it's also different between ingesting it versus putting it on your skin. And what was actually very fascinating about the research is that they actually focused on the infant skin, which is also very different from the adult skin. Um, and that's, that's what they, they were demonstrating is the fact that it's actually olive oil in greater concentration is actually not that beneficial and is actually potentially detrimental, whereas sunflower oil is actually great for the skin. Uh, well, Coach, Rand Coach Randy is big on skincare, so any, any oil he can get his hands on, I mean, he would anoint himself in oil every day if it was socially acceptable. I'm all about anointing oil, and especially in that particular part of my body. I mean, there's a certain element of, uh, of relegation of oil usage within your, your, your butt and poop, so it's a shame. Yeah, and, and it's funny because you, funny you mentioned that because our product, a lot of people use it for intimate care or for pers you know, personal hygiene, if you will. Adults do. Uh, Adults do, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, look at it this way. Adults use baby wipes uh, all over the country and all over the world to wipe themselves, you know, when they go to the bathroom. And that's, that's actually uh, a problem in some areas because in, in the UK, for instance, people were using that so frequently and they were dumping them in the toilet that it ended mm -hmm. up like screwing up with the whole, you know, pipeline system. Uh, and so our product, it's not, our product is no different. People are looking for better ways to wipe their butt, right? At the end of the day, like, you know, the toilet paper does not do it. <laughs> so, so is it safe to say, Nico, when you were younger and someone asked you, what does you want to be when you grow up? You were not thinking about, I want to be on the wiping the butt poop clean business. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that, was, that was definitely not something I had envisioned. Although in, in business school, I used to, to, uh, to joke about how I was going to sell toilet paper one day. So I guess I'm not that, I wasn't that far off when I was joking. <laughs> I like the thesis statement though, you know, we're all about, we're all about cleaning the butt. I right. think we, I mean, we found our, we found our meme for promoting this episode on social media. So, exactly. you know. so Nico, how long has Nolio been around and what's the reaction been? Uh, so we've been around since August of 2018. Um, and we were actually doing this part-time with my business partner and I, my business partner is actually in Paris. Um, he was a classmate of mine in engineering school He's worked his entire life at Procter and Gamble and Coty as a um, as a director of innovation uh, in in Asia and in Europe, um, and so we started back in August 2018 where we we're both doing this part time, and then we went full time in April of 2020, which was the best of time with COVID starting. Um, <laughs> but it's like everything when you're it's the the other interesting part about being an entrepreneur is the fact that nothing ever goes according to plan. 
and you just have to be proactive. You just have to be able to react and, and adapt the business. And um, but the reaction has been really, really good in terms of the product. Uh, interestingly enough, since we started, we we didn't really do much advertising, and every, all of our growth has gone through, has gone has come from growth of mouth for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've grown to you know 23% month over month since we started. So it's been a pretty good ride, and we're continuing this. And we're our goal is to make sure that every parent in the U.S. like know that this is an option for them, and they don't have to stick with products that you know may be harmful and are also terrible for the environment. Mm-hmm. Nico, we've got a lot of dads who listen who are either small business owners, aspiring entrepreneurs, looking to get into something like you're doing. And you've got essentially, from a logistics standpoint, international, you have an international presence with manufacturing, you have formulation, you have distribution. That, that's got to be that's got to be tough, right? Especially with you being in San Diego and with you know, manufacturing happening over in Europe. Are you burning the candle at both ends? I mean, how, how do you how do you make it all happen? I, you know, it's an interesting question. And I used to be an investment banker uh, where the hours are also notoriously awful. Uh, <laughs> I used to work like 80, 100 hours a week, uh, like regularly. And I thought that was a terrible lifestyle. Like I actually hated it. Um, that's why in, in, eventually I went to the investment side because I believe uh, first, I believe in having a real life outside of work. I don't believe that you should be working, you know, uh, from dawn to dusk type of thing. But at the same time, like, you know, having a family for me was very important to make sure that my time with my family was not sacrificed. Uh, and even having a business, that's something that is very important to me. Uh, that because the, the more important thing for me is my family and making sure that everyone is having, you know, enjoying themselves as well. So, uh, you know, my, my view is that being an entrepreneur is going to bring a ton of challenges. Uh, there is no doubt about this. And everything I've done like, is actually totally new. Like I, I went from, you know, as much as I was a chemical engineer, like I hadn't done chemistry since 2007. <laughs> and I hadn't been an entrepreneur before. And I did finance my whole life. And I was doing commercial, like uh, commercialized product goods and, you know, packaged goods. And then I was I didn't expect to do shipping from Europe and now we're doing shipping from Europe and, you know, all of this presents tons of challenges and unknown and everything is scary. But at the end of the day, it's about, you know, looking at this as everything is a problem that you have to find a solution for and nothing is the end of the world at the end of the day. Like you will fail if something will not work out, but you're just trying to make it to the other, to the next day. Uh, and from a family perspective or from a time perspective, you just have to put boundaries in terms of what you do. And for me, it's just a way of like, I, I can work from, like, I will wake up and, and work from, you know, 5, 5.30 until 7 and 7 or 7.30. And then when my kids are awake, I'm with them and I'm with them until the nanny arrives at 9. The nanny will be here from 9 to 5, or, you know, because of COVID, otherwise they'll be in school from 9 to 6. And then when, when, I'm, when the nanny is gone, I'm, I'm done. I'm not working until they go to bed and <laughs> my kids go to bed late at 9. So I, I stay with them until they go to bed. And then I, if I need to do some more work, I will work. But actually my oldest, you know, makes me sleep with her since probably, I don't know, six months now. So I've been basically like, if, and if, if I don't come with her and she doesn't, she doesn't go to bed, so I'm definitely like going and then I usually fall asleep and then I'll wake up in the morning. But I think it's definitely like, it, it doesn't have to be a 24 seven type uh, ordeal. Although you are like always thinking about it, 
but if it's something you enjoy doing, it's not a, it's not an issue um, because you're not being forced to do something. You do whatever you want to do. That's great, Nico. That's uh, and it's a great segue for what you want to talk about because what we love about here is we're all dads. And you talk about this segue and you're talking about your family and your balance and your home. And it's been COVID real quickly. How old are your kids? What are their names? Uh, my, my kids are Leora and Reina. Uh, so uh, that's their first name. And their second name is Maidis and, uh, and Alize. So they have a French first, second name and they have mm-hmm. a Hebrew first name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, uh, so they are five and two and a half. Five and two. And they are, are daughters? Two daughters. Yeah. Right. And, I, and I had my second one in June of 2018, which was just a few, just a couple of months before starting the business. So if someone is telling you, I can't start a business, I'm having a kid, mm-hmm. that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. I think almost every entrepreneur started a business having a kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want to do something, nothing gets in your way. That's right. Uh, what, is, what does your family think? Uh, and, and, you know, how do you, as, as Adam talked about this integration with your family, how did you, uh, uh, what does your family think of what you do? Oh, I, they're, they're very supportive. Although I, I want to say like, you know, the hardest part was not so much. I mean, I thought the hardest part was going to convince my wife that I was going to quit everything I had built to start a new business and make no money. And, uh, you know, and for, we don't, for an indeterminate amount of time. I think it's about like the trust that you build as a relationship that, you know, you're going to, you're going to make it happen and you're going to make it work for your family. And you're, you're not going to sacrifice everyone for your potential dream. Right. Um, so they were very supportive, but it came with challenges. I'm not going to lie. Like the idea is that when you start and you transition into something so different from what you were doing, you will create challenges at time because there are times where, you're struggling and, uh, and you hope that your family will be more, su- your, 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 your wife will be more supportive. But at times, you know, at the end of the day, that's the choice that you've made. And so you kind of, you, you know, you have to realize that it's on you, uh, and you and you shouldn't expect your significant other to basically bury the, uh, carry the burden with you to some extent. Nika, we, we talked a little bit about family and what your family thinks of this and how you integrate your work with you know your family life, all that important cuddle time, especially when the kids are young. But when work stops and you hit the pause button, what do you like to do with your family? And we know you're in, you're in San Diego, warm weather pretty much uh-huh. year round. So <laughs> what, what do you like to do with them in your free time? Yeah, no, and, and we moved to San Diego because we were in Chicago before and we experienced being in a cold weather. That's the kids. extreme, yeah. Yes, and you know, when when and the kids, the reality is they love to be to be outside. So it's uh it was it was a choice that was important to us to come here. Uh but what uh, it's funny, we so first I love to go to the beach. So we try to go to the beach as often as we can. Uh but we just found a new game actually called uh geocaching. Uh so I don't know if you guys know what it is, but uh, it's basically it's not like this app. Pokemon thing where you got to find all the characters no, with your cell phone. Is well, it? Okay. kind of, kind of like, so basically you have an app on your phone it's called geocache, I think. Uh, and I think it probably comes from the word cache, which means to hide in French. Um, I don't know why they call it this way, but it's basically you have an app on your phone that shows you like places where you have like treasures to find or those geocache to find. And then you go and, and try to look for them. And then they have hints where they tell you like, okay, like, you know, this is near like a lamp post or something, a lamp post, uh-huh. and so and then you and you look for those, and so we we got like some e-bikes, and we're riding those e-bikes with our kids, and, and just looking for for those geocache, and, and my my daughters are loving this, so like a scavenger hunt. 
scavenger hunt exactly yeah. it's the modern way modern way scavenger hunt it's the it's my girl is into pirates and into treasures so that's a modern way of of looking for pirate treasures uh okay and we all want to be pirates that's i right. think more more for the fact when there was a seinfeld episode about that kramer had these pirate shirts he wanted to sell <laughs> everybody wants to be a pirate <laughs> why not they're cool they wear patches they, they were patches. Yeah. We, we call ourselves the, the Barbe Rouge team, which means the Red Beard team. Uh, oh. Ah, you're Red, but you're Captain Redbeard. Captain Redbeard. That's right. <laughs> very, very nice. That's great. I, what the check? Well, I guess maybe my kid's a little bit older, uh, so it might not be appropriate. We're all into Roblox and uh, TikToks. Um, okay. which you, you mean that you've been dancing on TikTok, I guess? Like, uh, can we <laughs> Yes, yeah, so uh, he's, been, he's been trying. I think he may have thrown his hip out uh, trying to do some of these TikToks. They move, they move so fast. I can't keep up. My daughter tries to they, teach they, me they these just, things. They just snap, and it's if you want to know where your kids are, they're on TikTok. Um, so, real quickly, we do have this segment um, as we begin to kind of bring home our conversation about dad advice, is where our dad guest gives advice to other dads. Uh, I do think you've offered some advice. Uh, but in this particular section, if you could offer some specific element of dad advice to the dads who are listening, what would you like to share with them? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm going to share my personal story because I think it may, it may work as an advice. I, I, don't, I don't usually like to give advice because I feel like everyone kind of like do their own thing. But uh, from my personal experience, you know, a lot of people ask me, like, why did you make what was the what, what made you make that move? Because ultimately I was in a place in my career where people don't leave what I was doing. Um, you know, because it's comfortable, right? For the most part, it's comfortable. You spent, you know, a decade building a certain career. It's not something that is easier to do when you're younger and you don't have anything to do, type of thing. But what I what I told myself was, I always proud myself in telling people, you you need to follow your dreams and do whatever you want to do. Uh, but I, I give that advice to a lot of people. Like <laughs> I said, I didn't give advice, but I do give that advice to a lot of people. Like, and I always told that to my sister, like, do, do what, what you care and what you love to do. And then I was, I was thinking about it. And I was like, I always said to myself, I would start my own business. And I went into banking thinking it was a short-term thing. And eventually I will own my own business. And I, was, and I realized that if I didn't make that jump and actually tried it, First, I would probably regret it on my deathbed. But second, like I wouldn't be able to look in my, my daughter's eyes and tell them, follow your dreams, whatever the cost effectively. And, and, and it doesn't matter what you're going to make for a living. What matters is that you're doing something you love. And I couldn't look at them in the eyes, telling them that if I didn't do it myself. And I was like, well, actually, like I was a coward and I took the easy way out. Um, and so for me, like that would be my advice is follow your dreams do whatever you makes you happy in life because you will probably make you a better person. And that's so important, Nico, because now more than ever, kids are watching their parents work because everybody is home. Yeah. Cohabitating, co-working, yeah. going to classes. So kids have more line of sight and they're starting to form their opinions about work based yeah. on what they see right down the hall. So yeah. Very important that you do something that you're passionate about. Like I, I was listening to an HBS professor uh, that looked at his class and he said, like, how are you happy? Like, that was like the, first, the, the question he asked his whole class. And he said, and, and you know, he's, and then at some point he talks about it. He's like, you guys are effectively in a privileged situation. Like you're in a situation where all of the doors will effectively be open for you. And that's not the, that's not the situation for everyone in this world. And he said, you know, if someone comes into the street and asks you, are you happy? And if you say no, 
you know, this is not the good answer because a lot of people don't have the chance that you have and they're, you know, and they're struggling. And so if you, and basically was basically telling people to quit and quit often their jobs mm -hmm. until you find what makes you happy, because that's really, I think it was something like some crazy statistics about 80% of people are unhappy at their job, something mm -hmm. crazy, like something yep. so high that it makes you depressed. And, uh, and I was like, and that's the reality of it. A lot of, a lot of us and a lot of people have worked jobs because of the paycheck, but um, you know, unfortunately we have to, life is short and you know, you, um, I don't think the paycheck is worth it. Great dad advice from Nico Sherry is our guest today from Nolio, Nolio Care. I hope I've been pronouncing it right throughout yeah, the Nolio, uh, yeah. 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 Nico, where can we find Nolio? Uh, well, you can find us on our, we have a website. We're also on Amazon, uh, but we prefer the website because we're trying to build a community of parents, mm -hmm. you know, really helping each other out. Uh, so if you go on our website, it's www w.noleocare.com it's spelled n-o-l-e-o-c-a-r-e.com uh, and so and otherwise you can find us on social media as well and at noleocare.com but at noleocare i guess <laughs> nico sherry co-founder ceo of Nolio Care. thanks so much for spending time with us on bad to the dad really enjoyed it thanks well, nico thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure speaking with you guys and uh, looking forward to uh, many episodes of, of you guys. Uh, it's always a pleasure to listen to your to your podcast. Well, thank you. So you're now in the fraternity of dads, five seasons strong. So right. next That's time right. I see you, you'll get the bad to the dad keychain, which not only opens bottles, coach, but it also opens, opens hearts. Opens hearts, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> we know how to market too. <laughs> nice, nice. Love it. Well, thank you so much, guys. And I hope you have a great weekend. You too. We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are bad to the dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Remember, we are brought to you by Berman Branding and their fearless leader, Becky Berman. Bermanbranding.com is where you can find all information about all the services they provide in graphic design, web design, and marketing plans. And you can also follow them on social media at Berman Branding, at Berman Branding. Coach, I want to thank Nico Sherry, our guest from Nolio Care. He is the CEO and co-founder. Great story. A lot of really good advice, dad advice about being an entrepreneur and a dad and, and both combined. And with his dad advice, I, I really like what he said. And I thought maybe it resonated with you in that, you know, he was a, an investment banker and was working a lot of hours, probably making good money, but not very happy. I know that you had a career journey where you were in jobs that paid well, but you weren't loving them. You always wanted to be a coach and you took the leap. You took the risk because you wanted to be happy. And look at you now. <laughs> yeah. Look at me now. I haven't spoken over a year. I'm out <laughs> 60% of revenue, but Hey, I'm happy. <laughs> and you still have bad to the dad. So, and I have my friend Adam D. No, it is. Uh, I love dads that do that. Uh, I do consider myself uh, a social entrepreneur. Uh, it'll that'll be a lot of freedom and I am home. I mean, I, even before this, my travel and home and my office, 
there's a lot to be said in finding that. I like that when you talked about this work-life integration and how you do so, especially if you're working from home. And as an entrepreneur, you have the tendency of just losing track of time. Yeah. And you have to find a way to, to, to back down and uh, allow yourself to have that family time. So we don't work from home. We live at work. <laughs> we live at work. And I know that's been a problem for me. You know, the other, a couple of weeks ago, my daughter's going into her bedroom at 1030 on a Friday and she goes, what company would make a person work at 1030 on a Friday? And I said, no company. It's just me trying to get stuff done so I can enjoy the weekend. And yeah. I still worked on the weekend, but yeah, it you know, is. Uh, it, everyone does what works for them. It, it, and it continues to go. And as a professor, I'm doing stuff on weekends. Yeah. Uh, and it was really funny uh, to listen to Nico talk. That's not, I mean, it's kind of a funny topic. He's in the world of poop. Uh, and as he was talking well, That's about, why I brought on this guest. Yeah. I said, oh, coach is going to love anything that has to do with the butt. You know, it, it's, but, uh, and he talks about how adults use, you know, wipes, wipes. Now uh, I am, and this is, this is a, a plug. I get nothing. There's nothing for me. I use Dollar Shave Club. That is what I use to get all my razors and everything else. And they have a product they've been pushing for a long time called One Wipe Charlie's. I've seen and it, yep. So just, I was curious, let's just put it that way, wondering what would it be like to have one? Because there's like a minty part of it that's supposed to be very refreshing and you you, you wipe and, you, and it's all toilet friendly. Would you say there's a tingle that happens? I'm going to tell the- you, so, so I, I, I got them. You mentioned and, mint. Usually when there's mint, there's a tingle. So, yes. Yeah, so, there have been a couple of times I thought, you know what? I want some extra cleanliness down there. And mm-hmm. so I open up the pack of one wipe, Charlie. Mm-hmm. I take one wipe and there is a, 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 a tingling sensation that allows me to feel comforted knowing that my back parts have been really cleaned uh, like no other way of a, a toilet paper can. Coach, how many wipes in a pack of one wipe, Charlie? I think there's about 25. So that got you through one sitting. It was actually two, oh, but it okay. did get me through. But it did get me through. No, but the idea behind that is you, you kind of that's like you know how in baseball they have the closer, you know, yeah. the Mariona, you know, the Mariona Mariana Rivera. Mm-hmm. One wipe Charlie is the closer. Mm. You know, because you, you you use that, they're more expensive. You close the deal with one wipe Charlie. You're not pulling, you know, six sheets off the roll. No, no, no. For just, that extra buffering, you are it rolling is. with the one wipe chart. And so I, I, I found that funny. And, you know, I, I'm sure we, we share as dads. So if you are thinking about the interest, I would say go out there and give it a gander. Uh, mm-hmm. It does it does tingle. And I'd imagine since it's uh, there's some kind of a minty kind of component, maybe it smells fresh too. I don't know. Can't live down there, but could be. Well, and I haven't been near you to smell you in, you know, ages. So in ages and you know, we're doing we no longer do soon. that as adults. And- no, yes, that's right. And uh, that, listen, that's to my benefit that uh, there's no minty, minty, fresh smell. And, and the other thing, I don't know if you knew this, uh, Adam D, uh, one of the top apps in the Apple store. I learned this last night from my, my daughters. Uh, another great conversation, as I uh, mentioned, an earlier part of our show about uh, the Boner episode in Saturday Night Live. Uh, again, got to go check it out. Got to watch it. Uh, we're talking and my daughter goes, do you know what one of the most popular apps is in the musical app store? TikTok. And we said, no, there's something called the poop tracker with friends. And you share this community uh, that allows you to track poop times and bowel movements 
with your friends. Wow. And what we did is my daughters, knowing how to find this information, found, you know, you're allowed to offer reviews on the apps. The reviews. We know what your family did last night. Well, the reviews are so funny because I can't tell if people are making comments because they're serious about how much they enjoy knowing when their bowel movements are, when people are doing it, and the fact that they could go to the same place that someone else in. Like if you're in Missouri and you tracked that you went to this place that a bowel movement here, you could then say it's nice to know or it's nice to know your friends. Someone makes us come on about offering a photo addition to it so this way you can take oh, a boy. picture and share. Looking it up now. <laughs> and so we sat there for 15, 20 minutes as the girl, and Michaela is the best at this, reading the tracker in the dramatic form it was meant. So yes, there's a poop tracker. So for all of you thinking that today's episode is just about babies and baby wipes, there's so much more that dads can learn. No, you look, and I'm sure if you make those comments in Nico Sherry's accent, they sound absolutely brilliant. So. Yes. Mm. I think I think we need to pivot and talk a little bit about next week's guest, although I'm sure at some point throughout the season, we'll come back to poops and butts and wipes and and things like that. And, uh, you know, you were, we're talking about uh, what happens in the inside. Let's talk about what happens on the outside for next week's guest. And that is Alan LaFontaine, who has been a, a fashion executive for I don't know, the better part of 20 something years and you know, has worked with some of the, the top brands, uh, urban or otherwise. And, um, you know, he, uh, he's, he's going to have some great dad advice because he is a black father, a black family. And we're going to talk about raising his family in a diverse town where things like Black Lives Matter and social justice have been regular dinner conversations. So we'll learn a little bit about fashion. We'll learn a little bit about social justice. And we will introduce another dad into the bad to the dad fraternity with some great conversation. And that will be on episode four of season five. We just keep it rolling here. Keep it going, Adam Dia. Thanks for doing a great job. As always, it's a pleasure every Sunday. It's good to see you. Thanks for being my brother, brother. Good to see you too. I'm glad we have this. I'm glad we have this time, this time with our listeners. So we are bad to the dad. Dads, have a great week.